Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. Movers and shakers leading businesses, nonprofits, governments, and schools across the Quad City area, Illinois, and Iowa. How did they get started? What is their story? Their goals? Their advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? And now, here's your host for Wonder Women, News 8's Angie Sharp. Powerful women with powerful positions. This is the Wonder Woman podcast, a show dedicated to showing off the girl bosses in our communities. My guest is Rhea Verana. She's a chef and the owner of Fat Sacks in Davenport, Iowa. Welcome, Rhea. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? We'll get to Fat Sacks and what exactly that is coming up in just a little bit. But first, we want to know about you, your background, and how you became to be a chef. So tell us all about yourself. Um, I had a little bit of an interesting journey. Um, I've pretty much been in the hospital hospitality industry since I started working at 16. Um, I have always taken to bartending. I loved it. Um, I was doing that, I want to say, from 21 until um, about 25, and I decided I wanted to do something more. I love the bar industry, but I just definitely needed something that was a little more fulfilling. So I kind of, um, at the time I was a vegan, and I really <laughs> liked the different mixing of flavors, and I felt that it went well with um, mixology. So I was like, I started looking at culinary school and I started at Scott Community and I did about two semesters there and I got a job at a local shop house and from there I was like, all right, this is it. Like immediately knew uh, I love the chaos of the line. I love the <laughs> flow. I love the energy. It was mass chaos all the time, and it reminded me of everything that I loved about bartending. Mm-hmm. But I got to, I mean, food is like my drug. Like, I love everything yeah. about it. So it all just it took off from there. That's so. awesome. Yeah. So are there a lot of chefs that start in the bartending industry and then go over to food? Like, <laughs> no. are there a lot that go from cocktails to um, cuisine? I, and not that I know of. I haven't found anybody um, else with that story. Mm. I know a lot of um, times people kind of start with the whole chef position just as a line cook or a dishwasher. Right. Um, one of my partners, actually, he started as a dishwasher. It was, at the time, Red Crow. And, like, he kind of got, you know, taken to the line and just learned the craft and the trade by watching people. And then it, like, turns into a passion. And that's what they want to do. And that's how you discover it. Mm-hmm. So, um 
I definitely had some of that mixed in with my story as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you see it from a totally different perspective because you're still in the restaurant industry, mm -hmm. but you're out there doing a different kind of chaos, yeah, which is the I've bar. Yeah, I've seen all of it. I mean, like, even serving, like, I say it all the time, like, I'm a great cook. I am a terrible server. <laughs> but, like, I, I have an appreciation for all of it. They all play hand in hand, whether, you know, you're putting your love into the dish or your love into a cocktail. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely the same industry at the end of the day, I think. Well, and I think... Um, Vegan, veganism, I mean, I think that that has become very, very trendy in has, food, even yeah. if you are a meat eater like yeah, myself, for example, for sure. like the no meat Mondays, right, and just like right. wanting to mm -hmm. eat healthier, but eat those kinds of foods in more fun and yeah. experimental it's ways. And so I think fun. you are probably coming into that at the right time, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely, I do things all the time. I'm definitely a rule breaker. Like there's things that I do in recipes or my way of cooking that's like that shouldn't that doesn't make sense at all. But I think I owe a lot to that, being a vegan. Um, I had to learn how to create flavors out of quite literally nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, well, a lot of people associate vegan like with no taste, no, no well, flavor. It so much fun and so much flavor. And then I had another um, friend of mine that was a chef, and he's like, man, stop calling it like vegan ham or stop calling it what it, just let it be what it is. Mm. You can appreciate it without having to put a label on it. And when I approach like the vegan dishes now or sometimes, like we just did a pop-up and I just did a play on words and it was a completely vegan option. I just didn't put vegan or vegetarian on it because then people rule it out. You know, they mm -hmm. don't have they lose appreciation for it. And it's like, let it be what it is. You can appreciate the flavor and not have to have that, where's the meat? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So or people say, oh, vegan, I don't wanna. Yeah, no, 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 that's I mean, not like, me. At the end of the day, it was a beautifully stewed bean dish. Just eat it. You yeah, know, just, like just, eat it. just try it. Have some adventures. Yeah. I oh, I love that. I think that, <laughs> that is so cool that you kind of give your little twist on these kinds of foods. I have to. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. have to. But do you think that's kind of like made you a unique chef in this industry, in this area? For sure. Um, because you're not just going out there and just like cooking a steak. No. Like, and that's, and that's of course, is an art in itself yeah, it for really some chefs. And but you're doing something totally different. There's a different. lot. I've learned definitely, like, when I first started, it was like, this is what you have to be to be a chef. Like, no, that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think that half the reason that people come to us for chef's tables or private caterings or thing like that is because we think outside of the box and it's creative and it's different. And it might say that it's this, but it has our own flair on it and our own uniqueness. And that's gotten us very far in this industry. And I think um, you have to take risks, mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, and you you took a risk by going from bar, you could have done bartending for forever, probably. For sure, and right? the money is amazing. Yeah. And it's always changing, and it's fun, and it's beautiful, and mm -hmm. you know, you get to be pretty and wear makeup, for sure, as a girl, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, and, and you get to like, talk to people, yeah. hang out. That's one of my things, is like, I love being able to interact with the guests. That's also super important, and something that we do, like at Fat Sacks, like we take every guest very seriously. We take our quality very seriously, and we love being able to interact with guests in a different way than whereas, you know, sometimes you're stuck on the line or you're stuck in the kitchen. Right. But um, I've been very fortunate to have a position where I can. Yeah, you you're know. still front facing mm -hmm. to the yeah. customer, yeah. things like that. So where did you like, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Like, what, tell me a little bit more about like your <laughs> so, childhood. How did you get involved in um, bartending? So I, I was born in Davenport, um, all the way. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Macomb for a very short amount of time, and that's where I got my first job as a hostess. Okay. And then I started serving, and um, when I moved back to Davenport, um, I was 19 at the time, and I got, uh, somebody was, <laughs> actually let me be behind the bar, which <laughs> I was, was I look back down, I'm like, you should. Already breaking rules. You did not, yeah, for <laughs> sure, right? So, um, 
from there, I got hired on at the second I turned 21, I went and worked at this really nice chop house and I was in way over my head, right? Like they had so much knowledge and it was so cool. Um, I definitely, it wanted, it made me want to learn more um, about different things. And then I kind of decided that at my age, it wasn't for me. And I went and started bartending at, I'll say, Pub 1848 in Ooh. Moline. And I learned so much there. I fell in love with mixology. Like, Ashley Smith is a beast. Yeah. We talk about a Wonder Woman. I love she is amazing. that bar. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, that was the first time, like, she was using fresh watermelon in cocktails and these wild liquors and, like, cordials. Everything was so cool to me and so new. And I decided that, um, that's where I wanted to go. So I followed that and we did Martini Shake-Offs and oh, one, yeah. one You know what I mean? Like, it was just really cool to be a part of that. And, Again, she was a female boss, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it was just really cool to watch her build that bar. Um, so I, a lot of thanks to her. Yeah, and then awesome. somehow, some way, I ended up going back to the kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. um, that's where I started culinary school. And then from there, just kind of, I um, I had a little bit of a different story on that, I guess. I, I skipped a whole lot of steps that I think <laughs> chefs have to go through, you know. Um, I went to two semesters at Scott, mm -hmm. and I got a, a sous chef position. Okay. I worked my up, way up really fast, and then all of a sudden, a year into the sous chef, I was offered the executive position at another restaurant. Yeah. And um, I learned a lot in a very short amount of time. I learned a lot about what I wanted and what I didn't want, and that's kind of led me here with this mm -hmm. last couple of years. Yeah, here. So fast track. I mean, 2016 is when I started culinary wow. school, and you know, like, I don't know. It seems so like four years. You know what I mean. It's been an adventure, and I never ever want it to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, which comes with its own like pros and cons to have the fast track versus yeah. like basically like I hear so many people who their family was in the restaurant business mm -hmm. and they learned it since they, they were five. Super and, cool background. Right, and they just have so <laughs> much experience. Yeah. Now, whereas you like. You yeah. really had to, like, learn a lot of stuff really, really fast. Um, I want to say that, like, I worked, I had a lot of beautiful opportunities handed to me, but I also worked really, really hard for them, and I try to never, ever forget that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't ever want to forget, you know what I mean? So, um, to this day, I still work incredibly hard. And uh, going back to, like, I did miss a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have the 10-plus years of training under some highly rewarded chef or something, right. you know what I mean? I worked for a lot of cool people and I know a lot of really good, talented chefs that I am so thankful for, but um, yeah, I don't have, you know what I mean? There's right. like things that I don't have, but then I realize like I don't need, I can make up for it in other ways. Mm -hmm. And um, as a team, we definitely have it all together. It's okay to ask for help and it's okay yeah. to not know everything. Like I know that now, always ask questions. Mm -hmm. Don't ever act like you know more than you do. Like just, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I've learned a lot from that. So it's kind of, consider it well-rounded. It's okay to not know yeah. everything, yeah. right? When you're yeah. going into something, it, sure. it shouldn't hold you back from taking that big step yeah. or taking a risk or anything like that. My mantra is 1,000%, like nothing ever grew from a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like you, sh I, love, I love to hate to be uncomfortable, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So... Oh, that's that's a good that's yeah. a good motto. I'm, 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 I'm feeling time. that right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm feeling that. Um, in, in your industry, I mean, you talked about your um, woman mm -hmm. boss at Pub eighteen forty eight, um, but in your industry, it's a male dominated industry, right? Or do yeah. you think that's changing a little bit? I really think it's changing a little okay. bit. I do. Um, I know a lot of women in this industry, um, especially the kitchen. I mean. Um, from bakeries to, you know, executive chef positions to creating your own business. Like, you know, um, 
me and my team, we've created our, our kind of a new concept, but um, I know a lot of women that are kind of branching out into doing private meal preps or private caterings, or you know what I mean? Like they're just taking risks and they're taking things into their own hands. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome. I love it. I think um, those the qualities that girl bosses have mm -hmm. makes it so that they can take these once were male-dominated industry and take them really to the next level, right? Yeah. Or else things might just stay the same. And I think what's really cool, yeah, everybody's, you know, looking for, so, there's so many things that have been done that, like, everybody's looking for the new thing, you know, and their own spin on it. And I think the thing that's really cool about women in this industry is that they feed off of each other and it creates a better world and everybody, you know, supports each other. And that's something new and something that I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I think everybody wants to be supportive of each other and yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. So. Especially in a place like Davenport, where yeah. you know you <laughs> grew up, born, raised, and now work your tail yeah. off in. Right. Um, what a great community of mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurs and bosses, and especially female bosses who really, really do support each other. Right. I think you really feel that vibe in downtown I, you Davenport. You do. It's insane. Like everybody supports each other down there, and it's because we all have kind of been in this little like little area and it's like you know well if this is popping then more people are down here and mm -hmm. then you get some foot traffic and then you can recommend this and yeah. like you guys can like approach things together like it's not going to hurt anybody to collab you know mm -hmm. what I mean like team up yeah and everybody wins and mm -hmm. you don't lose anything um it's it's been downtown Davenport is hands down the coolest yeah. <laughs> like I love it I never used to be a downtown girl <laughs> until like recently in the last few years I it's beautiful down there yeah it. <laughs> it is beautiful 2019 was not so beautiful no I know 2019 was <laughs> such a rough year and so I do want to go back to that a little yeah. bit you had just gotten this executive <laughs> chef position at Rome yes which was just one of the coolest restaurant it concepts ever <laughs> you were open for how many months like four. Four like months. Maybe. maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And From then start to finish. If you <laughs> don't know what happened on April 30th of 2019 we had a flood wall breach and just the Mississippi River flooded downtown Davenport with Rome being victim number one. The thing went down like the Titanic, like <laughs> for real thin. Um, I can't imagine how scary that was and emotional. Yeah, just talk me through what those days were like. Um, I can only speak from like my personal oh, yeah, experience okay. yeah. and um, being completely honest, we had just... We were such a young, and we still are, this young, beautiful group of mm -hmm. people who came together because we had a like-minded vision, and we poured everything that we had into it for however many months straight, and we were just revving up, like, to go for summer and to have our patio, and um, for me, it was definitely a break in my stride. You know, mm -hmm. um, it was incredibly sad, and, you know, it's hard to come back from that, um, maybe like emotionally and mentally because you wanted it to work so bad and you were so close and you spent all your time pouring into <laughs> this thing and it's just literally it's just washed gone. literally washed gone and I can't even day. imagine like you know the style brothers like from yeah. their position and you know it took a lot of planning mm -hmm. to put that majestic beast into the world so and it was majestic uh, I mean the yeah. inside of it was yeah. incredible people wanted to go just mm -hmm. to be able to sit in those beautiful chairs sure. sit at that huge community table oh gosh, and just like <laughs> be part of it right, like right. it was like a community in um, there the second yeah. you walked in it was that way it was awesome and yeah. we all put a lot of love into it mm -hmm. and it will forever be amazing to me there's nothing that I don't love about that place and um, it brought us all together mm -hmm. like I have made the most beautiful relationships out of that building so there was a lot of I'm gonna say like stinky mud water and mud but yeah. like it you know what I mean it taught us all a lot mm -hmm. and um, 
I think it definitely it definitely changed, I want to say, downtown Davenport in a little bit of a way. Um, one of the the brothers, he, you know, he is like quad city and through and through, like loves the quad cities. And I've always been the person like, I want to move away. I want to move away. Right. You know, I want like whatever California is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. Like, for sure. So he always, he loves the quad cities and he has such a, a passion for it. And he was like, they deserve better. Quad cities deserve better mm-hmm. food, a better environment, you know, like fun. Like you shouldn't have to travel to, you know, Des Moines or Chicago. Chicago right. And like that really like resonated in my head. Like you're right in, you know, um, why move to one of those cities to be a dime a dozen? Like, let's bring all of it here. And through that experience, I have met so many creative people who are actually like that new wave. It's like, yeah. nah, man, don't move away. Like, it come is here. A new wave. Like, changing the culture, changing so cuisine cool. culture. It's in so the cool. I've met a lot of really cool people. And that was a very dark time, but like a lot of beautiful things have come from it. Like, everybody from that staff, even like the servers, like, everybody has been. Um, I want to see replaced mm-hmm. to a new, you know, gig. And That's it's good. like they're helping, taking that knowledge from there and helping it build elsewhere. You know, we've all landed kind of, um, I believe, where we need to be. Yeah, yeah, so, I think so too. Yeah. We, we did a follow-up story with you, you know, where <laughs> our station did when you, uh, Oh So Sweet by mm-hmm. Tiffany, Tiffany Cannon yeah. brought you under her wing. Love her uh, yes. so much. Like, First Wonder Woman on this yeah. podcast, and you know, and she so, said, come on and work yeah. for me. Yeah, and that's the type of, like, you know, um, community and the neighborhood that we have down there and actually bringing up Tiff she the night that Rome opened like our first friends and family she came in and she gave me this necklace and it basically just said you know like girl boss and I was like where are you where did these people come from like they're so beautiful (laughs) you know what I mean so like from day one like everybody down there has been so supportive there's so many great business owners down there it's really cool Mm -hmm. everybody just wants it to be awesome yeah (laughs) you know so you go to work for Oh So Sweet Mm -hmm. you decide to um, help them with like kind of their lunch menu, their soups, their sandwiches, which are awesome. Probably one of the best bakeries that have the best lunch menu on top of their great bakery items. And then what happened from there? I feel like that's when we did our story with you. And then at at that point, it was still like, well, Rome might open again. Right, right. There was that little glimmer of hope. Like, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to sit here. Um, So um, we couldn't just sit there, you know. Um, At the time, I had just, you know, started renting a new house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, (laughs) that's... uh, you know, we gonna pay priority one, yeah. you have to survive. So we went into survival mode. Mm-hmm. And my partner, Steven, mm-hmm. um, he had, he is an amazing chef, by the way. The two partners that I have are incredibly talented. And Steven had um, done a lot of farmer's markets okay. and all of those types of like pop-ups and like fun mm-hmm. stuff. He's been a chef for a really long time. And he was like, how about we do a pop-up for like a little relief, you know, but you know, we can like just start doing pop-ups and try to get some type of, um, income and see what we got here. Like, we're three chef friends. Let's try and promote this. So that's exactly what we did. Um, shout out to Radical Effects Brewing for their <laughs> Food Fridays. Um, that's where we did our first one. And oh, we did right, have in a Rock name. Island. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We um, still do those, too, you know, and it's kind of like my thank you, like my secret thing, like, because we didn't have a name at the time. Like, mm-hmm. it was just the three of us trying to survive. Like, there's some food. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're popping like, up here. We, it all happened by snack accident. Like, literally. So, um... We started doing pop-ups, and then, you know, other bars were like, yeah, come here. So, you know, it started by trying to um, just book things weekly. and it So built, you guys just had, like, a truck? No, literally we a truck had pop-up literally, just... we had, like, two tables and some shaving equipment and oh some warmers. And we, you know, got um, uh, the one-time permits from the house, you know, yeah, and we right. just started doing with Like, just minimum. inside these yeah. places. So, like, you yes. found a plug, and you're like, here we go? <laughs> yeah, this oh is Oh, my it. goodness. Sometimes you did outdoor, you know, events yeah. and stuff, and it was just like a... Um, it just started with our the money that we had in our pockets, and that was it. And it 
we started getting a following and we're like, oh my, well, what do we do now? Like, we need a name. We got to get some things together. Like, somebody's got to Like, a, a kitchen would be good. <laughs> yeah, anything would be great, right? So, and like, you know, we had a lot of good people that um, definitely helped us along the way. So, moving into, I guess, what we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, Fat sacks. The goofiest, I know. So, Everybody, but it makes you smile when you it, say it. Does, it does, right? It just makes like, you smile. We laugh a lot. Or like when I just go to your Instagram page and just like, oh, this is this is just <laughs> like, the best. I'll look at this stuff all day. I try to have fun all yeah. day, every day. We all do. Um, I think that's the most important, like food quality and our clients and our guests and the people who reach out to us and then having fun. Mm-hmm. Like money is whatever. We get it. It's always going to be a problem. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Like we want to do this. And hopefully they'll follow. Right. Like, so we fun. have a really nice following and we just, it's kind of like, just do what you got to do and keep the, you know what I mean? And the good things will come. So yeah. that's kind of what we try to do. <laughs> so now you guys kind of have like a, was permanent location we in a way. Staying. You're yes. staying, yeah. And, and we tell everybody where it. the address is, how they so find it. We are at Kilkenny's in downtown Davenport, um, 300 West Third Street, mm-hmm. and um, we love every second of it. Yeah. Our concept is something that's I definitely believe new to the Quad Cities. It's a little more popular in like bigger cities and things, but. Um, we are a permanent food truck. We operate year-round. We do caterings and private whatever you need. Um, we can literally do anything that's requested, and we love all of it. Um, at Fat Sacks, we operate like a food truck without wheels. Mm-hmm. And that was just the catchphrase. We're like, what are you? And like, well, we're a food truck without wheels. So that's how that came along. And we have one... Uh, walk-up window that faces Third Street, so you can, you know, when the summer's nice, it's, or when the weather's nice, it's absolutely awesome. Because last year, when we were really getting started, there was like 20, 30 people standing outside, and it was like, yeah, it's my people. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, what do you need? Uh, yeah, exactly. So um, there's also an indoor window. Okay. And so, Kilkenny's has just been amazing. Their staff is so cool, and the owners are just epically yeah, amazing. great bar. They're so cool. So they have been nice enough to not only reach out and be like, "Hey, we have this. Do you want to do? You know what I mean? Like, give us an opportunity to grow." And they've also opened their bar to us as well. Oh, so nice. any hours that you know we're open, like we open for lunch on Fridays. Mm-hmm. They're not open. They started opening oh. early for us. Oh, you know, cool. so big thanks to them because they help. You know, they help us grow and. Um, I think the location is great. It's yeah. super fun. Like, even if you're not, like, a big bar goer, like, mm-hmm. they still have great staff and great service, and they have a place to sit inside, and they've been very accommodating. That's so, great. Yeah. So give people, if nobody's ever had fat sex before, give them a little bit of a, a taste, if you will, yeah. of what um, kind of food you're putting together, what kind of ideas, how you're breaking the rules. Well, okay. <laughs> um, every single thing that we have is made from scratch. Um, we try to keep, you know, I think everything as fresh as possible we have uh all of our stuff is ordered and fresh we get it on wednesday and we prep our whole entire menu each week we keep our menu options smaller in number that way we can put out two to three weekly features and always kind of keep it new i i do quarterly changes for the menu um so we kind of move with the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we have things that are <laughs> really nice product that should not be served in a cardboard box, but it's fun, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, like, exactly. Um, it's just really good food. Um, there's a lot of love, and it's really nice ingredients. And then just the way things are built, like we have signature everything. Mm-hmm. So um, it could easily be served on a bone white porcelain plate in a really nice <laughs> restaurant. restaurant. We've but done it's that. Not. No, we're but it's not. Like, yeah, <laughs> so that's, so that's like part. they have um, Stephen Armando. They have really fine dining backgrounds and then there's me who's like the little trash can over here who's like let's put some aioli on it and then you know so like it all builds together um it's super fun we have tacos and mac and cheese 
um, burgers, we do ceviche, like lobster mac, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So it's all really fun. It's really playful food. The menu is super playful, I'll say that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. And just kind of like you said, combining all of your experiences together because you guys all kind of come from different walks it's of super fun, life, different yeah. experience. Some of them have probably went through that kind of yeah. strict culinary so experience. I, I'd say if I had to like describe us, it's yeah. just like me who's like over here, just do this. Like, let's figure out a way to make this work. And then there's Steve, who I feel is like classically French background, you okay, know? Cool. And there's a lot of time and love put into his recipes. And then there's Armando, who's over there with his beautiful tweezers and microgreens, who's like fine dicing everything. You know what I nice, mean? Like, yeah. there's three very different people. And like, we started this because we're three chefs and three friends. And that's, I don't know, it just kind of gets the magic. Yeah, that's is. the magic. Yeah. So, what's the future hold for Chef Ria? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I know, it's a big question, but yeah. what do you hope that all of your kind of experiences, especially the last four years, like you said, have been such a crazy last four mm -hmm. years for you, going from a bartender to a chef, yeah. what do you hope happens? I really truly hope that this concept works and it takes off. Um, I want this to be successful and sustainable. I want it to, you know, my thing is I love opening new establishments. I love the next, I love the chase. I can't sit still, period. <laughs> Don't like to say no and I can't sit still. It's a dangerous combination. It is, but, but it could be really good. <laughs> for this, I would love to just get it on its feet and have it be something that lasts long term. Um, I don't see any reason that it shouldn't, you know, if we stay true to ourselves and our quality and our brand. I wanted to build and hopefully grow, maybe expand, that's my dream, you know, and like maybe another location or maybe a different style. Or um, I'd say that's important to me because as long as, you know, our bills are paid, like everything's good. I just want this to be fun and quality and something that people appreciate and then I think that everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants, you know, a family or a vacation or something like that but this is all of those things for me. I'm fortunate to have my partner who's also my boyfriend and then also my best friend work with me, you know, so we're just trying to build something that people truly love as much as we do. Yeah, yeah. So I, as for the fun. future, it's whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> like you can't well, like, project well, like you said, it goes back to your mantra, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. to continue to yeah. be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah all and the time. That, and the magic will happen. That's great. Um, I want to ask a little bit more about you being a woman and how being a woman factored into your story a little bit. Did you ever feel discouraged because you were a woman? Do you feel like it even mattered? Or do you think that we're getting past that question where being a woman... You know, you can, we can yeah, do anything. Yeah, Um I personally, I, I've <laughs> been lucky enough to have some really cool people in my corner. I don't think that I've ever had a problem with it. Um, the one thing that I will say is, like, um, everybody deals with things in their own way. I know that I'm a super emotional person, and I have no problem admitting that or showing it. And I think that in the world, you know, where chefs, it's like they get mad or punch things or throw things or, you know what I mean, like things happen. Yeah. And, um if you're going to cry, cry. Like, let it be. Don't ever change who you are. Or um, I had a really hard time with that. Second-guessing yourself because, you know, um, you don't know. It's because it's territory. different from the norm, maybe. Yeah. Or, and, yeah. you know, I've always been, I've always had a lot of guy friends, and I've always been, you know, comfortable um, around men. So it's never been a problem for me, I don't think. Um, you know, that kind of sounds 
weird. I don't know. I just no. never, it's never been a yeah. problem. Right. Ever. You've just always been um, okay with being yeah. being yourself yeah, and not feeling you sure. had to adapt mm -hmm. to this like chef role no, kind of. I don't. I remember one time though we were at this really cool like it's like a chef battle like a <laughs> blind chef or whatever. Yeah. And I was in culinary school and I went out there and I hadn't even like touched the line yet or anything. I think I was still maybe a prep cook, but my chef was like, "Hey, come check this out." Like. And I remember being out there, and there's all these dudes, and, like, it's crazy. Like, they're all super competitive, and they're all so talented, and they know exactly what they're doing and what they want. And, you know, going head-to-head -head with, like, three ingredients, you have never, you know what I mean? You don't know what they are, and all of a sudden, cook. Yeah. It's, it lit me up. Like, I loved it, and I was like, I want to do what the boys do. And, you know, I just, that went from there. That was it. I love <laughs> so, that. I don't know. And you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. You're not just doing what the boys do. You're doing what <laughs> men and women can anybody do. Anybody can do can, it. Anybody yeah, can do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There shouldn't be a his or hers or anything like that. I think you just do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and it'll be okay. What is a Wonder Woman to you? Boy. Um, <laughs> Girl. Yeah, <laughs> Girl. Uh, there's so many different types to me. Mm -hmm. I have been surrounded by women, too, that are just doing awesome things. Um anybody who's just out there grinding a wonder mm -hmm. woman um from single moms to people with full-on support systems just like the people that go out and get with and do what they have to do and they take risks and they don't let people tell them no uh break the rules mm -hmm. <laughs> within you know moderation but um <laughs> like um somebody who stands up for themselves somebody who is unapologetically themselves i think it's important to set a new path, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of just be a leader. I think you have a responsibility to be a leader and set a standard, you know, yeah. or at least set a goal for somebody else. That's very important to me, yeah. is to leave a mark. That's you awesome. Know, so. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, and my last question is, we always end with this, what's your advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? For all the <laughs> yes, little girls, you know, yes. in kitchens, or, you know, the um, ones who are like you who are in, in the bar and mm -hmm. are love what they're doing, but maybe want to try to do something else. What's your advice for those women? Do what feels right for you. Like, find what um, lights up your soul mm -hmm. and then chase that and don't let anything um, come in between it. Um, one of the things that I love and, like, I try to keep in the back of my head is, like, let people underestimate you. It's your best weapon. Like, come out of nowhere. You know I what I mean? You don't, have, you, don't, you don't have time to explain yourself to anybody. Just do what you want to do and what you know is right and then build off of that. So... And maybe invest in a good moisturizer because these kitchens are hot. Right? Yeah. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, deodorant and moisture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Chef Rhea, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being one of our awesome. Wonder Woman. It's just such a, so much fun to be able to sit down with you and just have a good conversation this with you. I got so much good food from you. Yes. Yeah. I said, I should just have a good, Plenty fulfilling more. conversation. <laughs> thank so, you. thank you for being our Wonder Woman. <laughs> and thank you to our listeners for rating, commenting, sharing, suggestions, and recommending this podcast to others. I really, really appreciate the word of mouth. You can find more information about all of our Wonder Women on WQAD.com. Just hover over the news tab, click podcasts for a link to all of our episodes. Ladies out. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 